Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome back to today's program, J.P. Wiggins, who's co-founder and vice president of logistics at 3GTMS. And today we're going to talk about visibility-driven workflow for transportation execution. Now, you know, visibility, you know, we, we talk about it, you know, so much in supply chain and, and logistics that, you know, it's almost become like this amorphous thing untethered from, you know, from business reality or business processes. Uh, you know, we all want more visibility, but, you know, what, you know, what can we get for it? You know, how can we derive value from it? Uh, how can we convert visibility into, you know, business benefits? Um, you know, these questions are, you know, particularly relevant in the transportation realm where, you know, making smarter decisions faster is, is obviously very important, you know, in today's transportation environment, um, you know, in light of increasing costs and, you know, more demanding, you know, customer expectations. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about visibility through the lens of transportation management and, and transportation processes and, and technology. And, uh, you know, it's always great to welcome, uh, you know, JP on the, on the program uh, where he's going to share his you know, insights and, and advice and perspective on this topic. So, uh, JP, welcome to the program. Oh, great. Thanks. Glad to be back. So, you know, JP, you know, a lot of times I, I hear supply chain logistics executives say, gosh, I, you know, if, if I can track an Amazon package delivery, uh, you know, on my phone or, you know, see an Uber driving making his way, you know, to me in real time, why can't I have the same level of visibility, you know, with my truckload or, or LTL shipments, right? And I, I think the reality is that B2B visibility is, is more complex than, B2C, yeah, right? And, exactly. You know, what exactly. makes it more complex? Well, if you think about it, in the B2C world, you have Amazon. And Amazon is a controlled environment. And it's really, what are they saying? They're saying, where's my stuff? And it's, like I said, it's controlled. It's usually even a single mode so that they're able to provide you that service, which is where is everything through the entire process because it's controlled. And they've also put, I don't know, they're, they're putting a little more than a billion a year towards this every year. So there's a lot of points. So you can ask the question, Alexa, where are my lights? And, you know, she's going to tell me about the light order that I did just, you know, a day or so ago. Um, but if you think about it from a parcel perspective, you know, it's controlled and it's simple and it's a single mode. But from a B2B world, it really is much more than a, uh, a visibility challenge. It's actually more of an overall supply chain management problem. Um, you know, you think about what you have to bring together if you want to B2B because, in a B2B world, let's say I'm a buyer and I'm, I'm still going to have this expectation though, which is, all right, I, I paste a $25 order on Amazon. I can know where it's at real time everywhere it's at in the entire process. I've just placed a million dollar order with my supplier and I can't tell where it's at. Um, it's a complicated and it's complicated because I don't need to know just where the transit is. I just don't need to know where a parcel is. I need to know where things at through the entire stage of the supply chain process. So I need to understand where it's at in the order management process. I need to understand where it's at in the warehousing process. I need to understand, yes, if it's in transit, where it's at in the transit process. And it's also not a simple equation. It's not a one-to-one. -one. So like one order may actually be multiple shipments or multiple shipments may be one order or I may have different line items traveling on different modes. Let's bring outside vendors into the equation here also. Maybe I'm drop shipping directly from a third party vendor. Maybe I'm using a 3PL in the process, all right? Let's also not forget the carriers. And maybe I've got in-house fleet carriers or maybe I'm using commercial carriers. Maybe I'm using LTL, maybe I'm using pool distribution. Uh, so you've got a variety of, a you know, across the, the overall extended supply chain. And I would say like in the 80s, in the 90s, we would call, you know, people that would try to set this whole thing up a control tower. 
and they would set up this control tower to try to manage this entire process. And, and I, I don't want to use the term control tower anymore. That's been just so overused, but that's, that's really the, the challenge that people are talking about right now is how do I solve this for my customer? Because my customer, he's got that end consumer requirement, which is I still need to know where everything is. I need to know where this visibility is across the entire process. Yeah, no, I think that's a great, uh, you know, overview and really, you know, paints a great picture of just how complex this all is because you're really dealing with, you know, multiple modes in many cases, multiple parties, right? So it's not just your company, but you're relying on, on 3PLs, on carriers uh, in many cases. Uh, and you're really thinking at, at it from a much broader perspective, as you mm -hmm. said, than just the, you know, the shipment piece, right? Because you do, you know, you do want a visibility in terms of where it is in the warehouse, where it is even further upstream in, in in, you know, in manufacturing perhaps. Um, and, you know, if the order has been even confirmed and how much it's going to be shipped versus what you ordered and, you know, and so on and so forth. Right. So I think it, um, um, uh, you, you know, I, I think we, we're all consumers obviously. So we're, we're kind of, uh, 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 you know, accustomed to what we get from, from Amazon and Uber and the like, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, so we want that for business, but understanding, we, we also have to understand that, you know, enabling that, you know, it's, it's not a one-to-one -one type of uh, thing. It's, 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 it's a different, uh, you know, level of complexity, a different challenge, you know, to, to address there. Um, so, so, so let's dive into, into transportation now. I mean, uh, and you touched a little bit upon it already, but I mean, how has transportation visibility improved, you know, over the years and, well, and what, yeah. what challenges still remain? I guess, I guess the good news is things are getting better. Uh, if you think about it right now, across your entire supply chain, you've got order management systems, you've got warehouse management systems, you've got carriers, you've got all kinds of different third-party systems. And a lot of the systems are actually uh, doing really good about providing real-time updates. Your ERP or your order management, that's going to pretty much tell you where things are at for your orders in real time. Your warehousing systems, they're pretty advanced. They know where things are at in real time. Your vendor systems, your vendors know where things are at. Um, and even let's, let's don't forget finance and finance gets forgot way too much in the visibility process, but in the end it is uber important, um, because finance is what makes a company go around. If you don't know, has a customer paid, has a vendor paid, what's their credit limits, bringing the whole finance into consideration is another piece of it. So there's another system that you need to bring into consideration. Each of these systems talk their different languages. And even though they're providing things in real time, since they're talking in their own language, like the order management system, well, it talks orders, finance, it talks invoices, your carriers, they're going to talk shipments. And they're not a one-to-one -one like we just talked about. It's not a one-to-one relationship. It's, it's a, uh, across the board. I mean, in, in the, in the 90s, in the, in, we use tools called EAA, Enterprise Application Integration Tools, to try to bring all this together. Uh, but that, no one has time or processes to do that right now. I mean, no one's going to get prostate justification to bring all this together just for visibility. But if you think about it, that's what your TMS is doing right now. Um, your TMS is, um, you know, a modern tier one TMS is integrated to your ERP. It's integrated to your outside carriers. It's integrated to your third parties. It's integrated to your finance system. And it's also creating and managing data. And that's a big piece of, um, uh, like ship dates. We talk about ship dates a lot. Nobody has ship dates. Uh, I mean, when a customer places an order, they usually give you, well, just deliver by Thursday on the 26th. And, but that's not a delivery window. You need to be able to create a delivery window. Then you also need to be able to create a shipping window combined to when can you ship it based on inventory and availability, determine your modes of transit. And then you can start capturing good data and good metrics. And you can start capturing good, uh, analysis for a, a visibility project itself. So uh, another good thing that's happened is, um, uh, you know, we do have visibility tools that are available now. Uh, carrier with the ELD mandate, so 
carriers have ELDs. Uh, and there's, this, there's the tracking systems that are available to us right now. There's a, a lot of those commercial available tracking systems which provide in-transit data for your trucks. And, and that's another missing piece of the puzzle that really wasn't there, let's just say, 24, 36 months ago. So we now can track much better when it's in transit for truckload. Add that to your LTL tracking, add that to your warehouse tracking, add that to your fleet tracking, add that to your order management, add that to your warehouse management systems and your finances, as well as your third-party data. Um, let's also put in some portals in there because there's still manual data, there's still email, let's say truckloads, they tender and receive and give you statuses and documents via email still. Add that all together in an automated system, and, and now we're really talking about extended visibility. Um, and that's that's really what's that's available to us now. And that's and and, and it's at a price point where uh, you don't have to. I mean, like I said, no one's going to justify that control tower room anymore. I mean, no one's has project approval to get that type of project, but but they still want that type of benefits that come from that control tower. And uh, but that's why I say look at your TMS because this is what your TMS can do. Your TMS can actually do this in an automated fashion. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting because obviously we've seen the the evolution of technology. I mean, you brought up you know real time freight visibility solutions that that have you know come to market over the past you know more recent years here, and, and that's added you, you know uh, another you know some good layer of visibility there, or, or added added another uh, you know lens uh, you know to the overall process. You know, you've had just the evolution of technology, right, with XML and web services and th things of the like that you know are helping to facilitate you, you know the 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 exchange of information between all these different systems, uh, you know, to be able to, to, to extract that data and, and provide that. And, and I think it's interesting, you, you know, you touched upon what was going to be my next question is kind of the, the role that TMS plays in all this. Because in many ways, it, it kind of serves as that, you know, one-stop shop, if you will, that's really, you know, bringing together all these, you know, mm -hmm. a, a bits, of, a bits of information to provide that, you know, that, that visibility. Um, I mean, when, when it comes to, you know, enabling visibility, uh, I mean, what, what, then what, what are some of the key features or capabilities from a TMS standpoint that, that companies should look for in a solution then? I guess if you think about what a tier one TMS is required to do in integration around the other systems, that's one, because nobody wants long integration projects. We don't have the time, we don't have the budget for it. So easy to integrate, simple integration methodologies. And you also have to meet the trading partners where they're at. And, and this isn't just internal, like I said, it's also trading partners, ex it's external. So it's internal, it's external. And it's sometimes across different levels of complexity. So you might have a great ERP system that can send you a JSON, you know, REST or REST based or, you know, some kind of great integration method with it uh, versus you might have uh, manual methods that need to be entered via a portal. So you need to be able to take, you need to meet, meet the data where it's at is kind of what I say is you can't have these long integrated complex integration projects to make it. And then you have to be able to integrate, cleanse that data. And most importantly, though, is you got to have good workflow. Um, we're in a mode right now where, uh, what we used to say 10 years ago, management by exception. Uh, if Everything's an exception now. So if you're managing by exception, you're managing everything. You need to automate by exceptions. You need to proactively, systematically respond to problems. You need to let the system and you need to let your workflow respond to problems and then reduce the amount that you manually actually have to integrate with. So when you sense a problem, you have to have proaction, you have to have word of workflow to be able to respond and to deal with the problem. All right. Uh, we have clients that tell us, well, if I have to wait for a report and I see my problems in report, then it's too late. I need to be able to react in advance. So, yeah, your reports and you're building reports and, and reporting is a big piece of this. And then actually you're, you're building a, a visibility data mart. I hate to use that term, but that's really what you're building here is a visibility data mart. You have to be able to 
you know, put good reports and good management off of it. But aside from that, you have to have good real-time workflow that's reacting to things while things are in transit, while things are actually happening. React to that order stock out. React to that warehouse when uh, there's an inventory shortage or there's a damage uh, when it's actually being loaded. React to a delay in transit. I mean, that's just only one of the delays. Uh, you know, how do you react? Well, there's lots of different levels of react, and you need to know how to react appropriately. Let me give you a good example. A two-hour delay. Uh, a two-hour delay at a uh, food service company probably won't mean anything. A two-hour delay at an automotive delivering to a factory line is probably a big deal. So you need to understand what is a two-hour delay. Is it a big deal? Is it not a big deal? Who do I respond? What's the right caliber of the response that I have to 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 deal with? Yeah, no, I, lo- I love that uh, line that uh, you know manage management by exception. But you know, really, we're living in in uh, where exceptions are now the norm. So yeah. everything's an exception, right? So yeah. you have to operate in that environment. I, I love that, um, and I think this talks a little bit about you know maybe there's a little bit more future looking, right? But I mean, I think there's a lot of discussion today about you know machine learning, right? You know, artificial mm-hmm. intelligence. And to your point about you know how do you automate you know some of this uh, uh, decision making and workflows. Uh, I think that this is an area where within the transportation realm, something like machine learning and what's happening in the machine learning realm, um, you know, can play a growing role moving forward in this area, right? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. I mean, we're doing a little bit of both in machine learning, but also taking the logistics planner's thought process and putting them into the workflow. So when a planner identifies a problem, sure, there's a machine issue of, well, it can maybe figure out its optimization a little better and try to react to itself. But more importantly, the route planner then can set up workflow. I want A, B, and C to happen in the event of you know, if X, Y, Z happens, I want A, B, and C to happen. And they can start putting that workflow in so that the next time it happens. So it's a combination of, you know, because logistics, I still call it an art form. Um, it's not an exact science. And planning and, 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 and transportation execution is still a little bit of an art form. So yeah, we could turn over some of the machine learning, but let's still not eliminate the, that route planner and, the, and their intelligence they have. Let's, that's what we're really focused on right now is actually extracting that knowledge to, so that we can get proactive. I mean, right now there's way too much data for people opting. Like we talked about there's too many exceptions to manage by exceptions what you need is you need workflow to react to the process and you need intelligence so we're actually we're focused on trying to extract the intelligence from the route planner and automate that so so that brings me to my, my next question i mean can, can you give some examples of, of the types of you know transportation workflows in, in a tms that you know visibility can kind of enable and automate i mean how, and then how do you ultimately you know quantify or measure the benefits here yeah, I guess you know one of the ones we always run across this is what does on time mean? I mean, there's many versions of what on time means, and on time is like is it in dock time? Is it the customer commitment time? Is maybe the time you made the appointment? Uh, and then there, we're also now if we've got the GPS data, it's geofencing data. Uh, we've we've got customers now that take detention charges from customers, but the truck is sitting out there on their lot and hasn't been unloaded. Um, so, but if you've got the geofence that knows, Hey, the truck arrived in dock and it sat there for three hours before you unloaded it, but yet you're charging me demerge charges. I mean, that's, that's the type of data that you can start building so that, that many versions of on time is important to know, um, in the, in the creation of the data. But the overall flow is, is if it's, it's the end to end flow. So it's the end of, all right, I will know, or the TMS does know where are my orders, which orders are on which shipment or maybe there's many shipments on one order, or maybe there's, you know, maybe it's multiple orders. Where exactly is my specific line items? And then um, what carriers are handling? What's the current ETA? What's the current mode? What's the status in the warehouse? 
Has it been picked? Is it in the picking process? Has it been allocated? You know, has it actually been loaded or staged? Is it in the dock? Is it in dock? You know, those, all those different stages that exist in a warehousing environment. And then also your in-transit data. So the whole soup to nuts flow from in-transit, uh, you know, did it get picked up? Is it delivered? What's the delivery process? Is maybe there's exceptions? Did, is it actually geofenced in gate and then unloaded? And then through POD, and like I said, don't forget then your financials because you need to allocate these charges across your different orders uh, and then understand, well, what did, did you get paid for it? Is, do I have to pay carriers? What's the status of the payment? Do I maybe have a claims I got to deal with? Things like that. So you got to think of the whole soup to nuts of the entire delivery process from a, from a customer's perspective. A customer doesn't want to know, well, when is it in transit and when's it going to be here? That's the most important thing. But they need, you, know, you need to understand the entire visibility across, like I said, the entire supply chain. Right. And going back to what you mentioned earlier, I mean, I think part of, of, what a TMS ideally can do is, you know, when you, when you think about all these different potential scenarios um, of what can happen is being able to build in those workflows and define those workflows ahead mm -hmm. of time based on, Hey, if, if, if X, Y, and Z happens, you know, this is what we typically do. You know, why don't we kind of help define that workflow Yeah, uh, and, and be able to, you know, so if it's delayed in transit, and it's for this particular customer or this particular industry, or if it's uh, right. if the order hasn't been confirmed yet, trigger this, you know, so on and so forth. So really, let's say, it, yeah, like, let me set up a work for the, like, let's say I get delayed in the warehouse a day. Well, and maybe I'm set up to manage that movement to go on a, a, a standard truckload. Well, maybe, or maybe it's set to go intermodal and I get delayed in the warehouse a day. Well, maybe intermodal is no longer an option and I got to go straight truck. Or maybe my carrier doesn't accept my tender. Maybe I got to change my mode of transit. Maybe I have to choose a different carrier. I can do the whole waterfall tendering thing, finding different carriers. Uh, maybe I got to put on team drivers, for example. Or uh, maybe I got to split this order up and ship it, uh, you know, something a little more expedited, you know, or maybe there's only a small part of that order that has to be there on Thursday versus the bulk of the order can be there next Tuesday. So let me bust that out, put the small part of the order, let me ship that, you know, ex expedited and then bust the order and ship the rest out. So, you know, you can also have different workflow to drive, like I said, workflow to drive carrier management. Notification is a big piece, notifying when things aren't going to arrive on time and how do I actually deal with it as quickly as possible up the, up the process. You know, and, and, you know, we do a lot with optimization in our world here, which is, you know, planning and optimization to help react to those disruptions when they happen. Constantly rerun drive times, figure out if there's different modes that are available, figure out if there's different carriers and, and deal with it. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, like I said, it's more of an art form than a science. So, but having those tools there is what makes this possible. Right. And, and I would think from a, from a benefit standpoint, obviously, you know, uh, you know, cost is always one, one of those factors where you're always looking to minimize transportation costs uh, and, and as best as possible, even in light of, of exceptions that may occur. But I think, you know, in the context of what we're talking about here in terms of management by exception and automating, I mean, I think there's, there's probably a labor component here in terms of being able to do more with less people or the same amount of people, be able to scale your operations without add, adding to your staff. And then I think, you know, one that I'm seeing more and more of is just the, the customer experience or customer satisfaction yeah. component. Right, because either you're you're proactively notifying them if things aren't going uh, to plan to help them, you know, adjust their plans, or you know, you're able to correct things yeah, proactively where it's not even impacting the end customer at the end of the day. So, um, you know, customer satisfaction uh, uh, and customer experience is is another key component here uh, in terms of value, right? 
Yeah, we're seeing it as it's almost like it's a must have now in the food industry. If you're shipping in the food industry, your customers absolutely demand this type of visibility. And there's some legal requirements to maintaining that whole cold chain and that custody control and temperature control environment across the whole the cold chain environment. Uh, but then also this is this is becoming a common offering for 3PLs to offer to their shipper community. It's something that they couldn't afford to do in the past. It's something that was just too expensive to set up control towers for each of their customers. But now it's something that they have to be be able to provide is this extended visibility to their customer base. And so if you're a 3PL and you're not able to provide this type of visibility to your customer, well, be aware that your competition is. And it's something that you need to take a look at because the, the end customer, the end consignee here is the ones that's really demanding this. And it's, it's, it's becoming a necessity to doing business in the modern world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, JP, we're running short on time here. So I'm just going to go to, to my last question here. I mean, as a way to wrap up, I mean, what questions should, you know, transportation executives ask themselves to, to assess whether they have the right capabilities in place, uh, you know, to not only enable, you know, transportation visibility, but also achieve the greatest benefits from it? You know, I, I say, first off, look, a lot of people get wrapped up in, well, if I can, res if I can get real-time data where my trucks are while they're in transit. That, that's going to solve this problem. And I'm trying to say, no, it's, it's a bigger problem than you're trying to solve than that. Just knowing where your fleet is or where your commercial carrier is is only one piece of the puzzle. Look at the bigger puzzle and then look at it. It can be solved. And that's what I'm trying to tell people now, that, that B2B visibility challenge that we've solved in the B2C world can be solved in the B2B world. Yes, it's a little more complicated. And yes, there's a lot of data parts flowing around there, but it's there. The technology is there and it's proof. And this isn't, this isn't vaporware. This is live in production across you know, the spectrum. I mean, we can point to customers that are exactly doing this and receiving the benefits. The, the benefits of being able to capture this type of data and then put heuristics on it and then put workflow on it. And, and then uh, that's where real, real, I, th I think the other way I like to say is, is that we've, we've solved the low hanging fruit in supply chain, most places, the, especially in transportation execution, a lot of the low hanging fruit's been solved. The next level is a little more complicated and it's going to, because you're dealing with so many different third parties, you got to bring it all together. But Think about it. That's what we in the TMS world have done for our entire existence. We're always about integrating third parties together. We're, we're bringing together trading partners, we call it, vendors and customers and carriers and th other third parties and 3PLs and 4PLs together in, in the same environment across the entire supply chain. So that's what we do. We, we bring the world together and we'll let you manage it. I, I, I love that. I think, you know, that, that probably you know, warrants to have a, 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 another episode just talking about, you know, the role of TMS in today's supply chain logistics realm, because I think it, it is, when you, when you look back, uh, when you look at kind of the role and the capabilities required to do transportation management right, and as we talked about earlier, you know, the fact that you, you're integrating with all these different trading partners, the, the fact that, you, that TMS is interfacing with many different systems and bringing in data from all those systems to provide that you know, to be able to answer those questions in terms of where's my order, where's my shipment, mm -hmm. when's it going to get here, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, TMS is really kind of that glue that holds a lot of uh, the supply chain logistics yep. processes, uh, you know, together. So, uh, you know, it's, it's time to give it a little bit more respect and love out there in the, uh, in the industry. So, uh, <laughs> so that might be a, a topic for, for yep. a future conversation. But uh, JP, we're out of time uh, for today. But uh, as always, uh, always appreciate your your thoughts and insights, particularly on this topic, uh, which is uh, you know visibility and and transportation is something that's always top of mind for for executives. So again, thank you for making the time to uh, be with us today. Great, thanks. Glad to be here.
I want to thank those of you that joined us. If you're watching this episode on demand, uh, either at the 3GTMS website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for JP, you can post it there, and I'm sure he'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us, and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.